Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Laura and I are in person together. We're Yay. so excited. I think it's because of this topic. Like we are just so pumped to bring you this content this week because there is a book that Laura and I, it's like her like first like reading club that we did where we actually read the same exact book at the same exact time. Yeah. And it was totally worth it. Totally, totally worth, worth it. it. Because now like we're on the same page with how we want to go about our business goals for the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So go ahead. All right. So. <laughs> Drum roll, please. This is the book that we're talking about. It's called The 12-Week Year. It's by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. So here's the thing. We have seen this book kind of like just circulating amongst different mentors and different colleagues of ours. People have been reading it. One of our marketing team members, uh, she owns the company that we are, use for our marketing. She reads it every year. I'm so intrigued by that. I love that she does that. I think that's amazing. And now knowing what this book is, you can tell why she reads it every year because it is so crucial for your mindset um, and how to actually set up and like attack your 12 month year. And it's amazing. We're going to talk about how you implement it, what it is. So we saw this and Laura was like, I'm going to start reading this book like going to do it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Cause I just saw the same book circulating. I'm going to read it too. So we both started reading it. And as we're reading this together, we were like, this just makes so much logical sense to how our brains work and like what we want to create in our business and how we can drive some momentum this year. So, and you had actually started reading it a couple years ago, right? Yes. Let's drop a footnote here because I think this is really important. The 12-week year, this book has come to Laura and I right now at a very specific time in our business and our personal lives that makes a lot of sense. But I started reading it three years ago. It was like 2019. And I'm reading this book and where I was in my life, both professionally and personally, it didn't make sense to me. Like it wasn't something that I really saw that I could implement with the environment that I was in and like the business I was in. So I put it off to the side and it was funny because I came across where I like had stopped reading it. I had a post-it note and it was like chapter 10 and I could tell exactly why I put the book down at that point because it just like you, there are specific pieces of personal development and reading that make sense for you because of the season that you're in. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Like it has to be relevant for your life in order for it to make a difference. Oh right? my God, hundred percent. So yeah. this book really made sense for us yeah. right now. Yeah, definitely. And I love the concept of, you know, I always talk about um, time blocking. So 
that I'm seeing now, I think came from this book mm-hmm. because time blocking is behind what they teach in this book, except they go through different blocks that you should create during your week. But before we even go there, you know, so many people set annual goals, like yes, 12 month goals, right? Yep. And then you can break it down by quarter and stuff. But the real goal is the annual goal. And the concept of the 12 week year is your year is not 12 months, it's 12 weeks. So when I sat back and thought about that, I was like, that's kind of scary. <laughs> yes, 12 weeks, like, what am I going to be able to accomplish in 12 weeks? But they give you the framework. It's like you you set your, your year is no longer 12 months, it's 12 weeks. Okay, so March 31st, your right. year ends. And then you break it down by month and by week and by day, mm-hmm. which can kind of seem daunting. Yes. Like a lot of work. Like, do you think that's overwhelming? Oh, yeah. At first reading it, I was like, wait, what? Because you know why? it requires such a higher level of accountability that people are not used to because you actually have to write out every single day and then stick to it. And for some people, it's like, I don't want to set a plan because what if I break the plan and I don't follow the plan? And then what does that mean about me? And then I'm a failure and then this plan doesn't work. And then, you know, onto the next thing. And that's why they spend so much time at the very beginning of the book talking about the concept of it. This book is a, is a mindset shift as to how you really can tap into your abilities. One of the first things that they say in the very beginning of the book is you either have your life or the life that you're capable of living. And it's like, Oh, so true. So true. So this book is really like that challenge to tap into the life that you're capable of living by being so much more intentional about your goals making sure that your goals are matching your vision and really trying to limit this 12 week, uh, this 12 month year that doesn't do much of anything. It doesn't help you focus your goals. If you're thinking over a 12 month period, there's so many variables that can come up. There's lots of ebbs ebbs and flow in business that can really make you feel like you're like sidelined from your goals. Because how do you know where you're going to be in six months? Right. In your business. Yeah. So for us, like we were talking before, like, you know, we have different practice areas. So I can see in like, say real estate, for example, there are times of the year where it's much busier Mm -hmm. and when it's not. Yeah. So when I break my year down and my goals, I can account for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's January right now. I don't know where I'm going to be in June in terms of the business. I know where I'd like to be, but I think it's easier to break it down by 12 weeks because at the end of the 12 weeks, you can look at it and say, okay, here I am now. Mm-hmm. Either you met your goal or you didn't. The other thing they say, side note, is not to set too many goals. You have to set like one or two goals. Yes. Okay. So say you have a goal of six figures in 12 weeks, right? So you can break that down by how much you need to make per month, per week, and even per day, mm-hmm. if you can break your business down that way. We can because we have billable hours and stuff like that. And right. Sometimes it's hard to do with the different practice areas, but it's possible. So if you can break it down that way, they even suggest getting to that level of detail yeah. so that you can see every single day. And so I did, I have my time blocking tracker. I was just showing Amy because we're in person. So I brought it to show her Mm -hmm. that I have my time blocking tracker. And so I have my 12 week goal and I broke it down. So it's a a revenue goal, right? Mm -hmm. So I broke it down by month, by week 
and by day. So I can see, and now we have, you know, a, a billing system that we use where yeah. we keep track of our time and stuff. So I can see in terms of dollars, what I did every day. Mm-hmm. So at the end of each day, so I can look at my goal and see where I'm at. I just make a little note at the bottom of the page for that day as to where I'm at. And you can see like some weeks are going to be better than others. If you, if we have a week, for example, where say we have much more administrative stuff to do, then obviously there's nobody I can charge for that. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like, if we have blocks of time, like today we're recording the podcast, we have a couple of other meetings that are administrative meetings. So today's not going to be a financially productive day, right. right? But I'll make a note of that. Like if there's a day where it's zero, I put a zero at the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. So I can see where I'm at, but I've broken it down to that level of detail because it helps keep you on track and you can see where you are in terms of reaching your goal. It's an incredible theoretical shift for a lot of people too, because we're so used to either quarterly goals or we're used to these year long goals that they just might, they're two, two pitfalls. One, they don't drive you to have massive action because what you think is, oh, I have 12 months out of the year. So if I didn't hit that goal in the month of January because I was like sick or like I was traveling or whatever, then I'll just pick back up in February and that'll be like my baseline, right? You hear New Year's resolutions. It's the same thing. And by the way, this can apply for your personal goals as well. So you can set personal goals and business goals. They actually say you can do it at the same time because obviously you can try and tackle more than one goal at one time, but you start seeing people at like the beginning of January, like they're back in the gym, they're eating healthy, they're cooking meals at home. And then they start to derail and they're like, all right, I'll try again in February. And what happens? You lose an entire month. So the thought process behind these authors when they created this was every single day is crucial towards your goals and it's towards your life. Like the vision that you're building for your life, the, the goals that you have for your life, every single day is crucial. And if you're intentional and you're implementing this action on a daily basis, you're going to reach your goals. Before we started recording this podcast, when Laura and I were talking about our own 12 week goals, we said, imagine if we didn't implement the 12 week year, how much further behind we would be to where we are right now. Because now we are so focused on the minutia of what does every single day look like? Where do I need to make up certain actions? And really evaluating what are the best actions to get me to my goals Yeah, too, yeah. right? And that 12-week year condenses that, t- that deadline for you so that you have the sense of urgency to be like, okay, I have to get moving. I have to really work at my goals every day. And there's no time to like lag and rest. Like there's just time for action. And they give you a strategy for every week which I think is at least is really helpful for me because I lose focus very easily. I never used to be this way, but I lose focus very easily. So they say to create certain blocks in your week. For me, I do this on a daily basis, not a weekly basis, but that's just the nature of our business. I think if you're in a different business, Mm -hmm. um, like network marketing or something like that, anything like that, create blocks that look different from what we have, but there's strategic blocks buffer blocks and breakout blocks. So the strategic block would be like, they suggest three hours. My attention span isn't that long. So typically for me, it's a little bit less than that, but a two to three hour block. Okay. They say during the week, but for me, it's 
I find that block every day to do your most important tasks. Mm -hmm. So for me, that forces me to sit down first on Sundays, which I was doing anyway, but now I just look at it differently. It forces me to sit down on Sunday and say, okay, what do I have coming up this week? Right. What are the things that need to get done in that strategic block and which days can I do them? So I'll go into my tracker and I'll write down like the closings I have that week, meetings, anything that I know is on my calendar that's not going to change. And then I work back from there. And then the night before, so like mm-hmm. Monday night, too, I did this last night. I'll look at the calendar for today and I'll say, okay, when is my strategic block going to be tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Right. So I do that. And then the next block is the buffer block. So that would be the block where you're catching up on emails. Maybe you're responding to phone calls, returning voicemails, stuff like that. So they say those should be about 30 minutes for me. Like I try to have a 30 minute buffer block first thing in the morning, which I never used to do, but I don't like leaving things like hanging from the day before. Mm -hmm. So I'll fly through my emails from the day before, make sure that there's nothing that I need to respond to that I didn't get to the day before. And I try to get that done in the first half hour. At the end of the day, I give myself another buffer block, which is usually a little bit longer. And I'll respond to emails, make any phone calls that I have to make and do anything for us, since we run a business, there's a lot of administrative things we have right. to do, right? So anything administrative that I that I have to get to that day will be put into that buffer block. And then the third block, which I have to be honest, I have not blocked out yet, mm-hmm. is called, they call it the breakout block. And that's for like fun stuff, right? Like yeah. how would you describe the breakout block? The breakout block is like the reminder that you need to give yourself a break from the constant action that you're taking. So if you're doing this the right way and you're implementing this plan, you are taking the strategic block really seriously. And you're also taking the buffer block seriously in so much that whatever is in your strategic block is going to be the needle mover. Whatever you're doing in that time period is going to help get you towards those goals. And the buffer block is going to be like, the administrative work or the emails or the non-emergent, non-urgent items that you have to take care of. But you need to take a break from that constant action so that you don't burn out. So breakout is like finding something else for you to do that's going to refuel you and like revitalize you and get you back to that energy level so that your next day could be productive or your next week is super productive. But what, but what I do remember them saying, tell me if you remember this, what I do remember them saying in the book is that get your strategic and buffer blocks in place first mm-hmm. and make sure you have that routine down and then add the breakout blocks right. later on. Because to achieve the goals, it's more important to get those other things in place first. Right. But not to the extent that you're going to burn yourself out because mm-hmm. if you're burning yourself out at the end of the 12 week year, you'd be like, okay, great. I'm done. <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, when you're supposed to be heading into your next 12 week year, you're going to be completely fried. Yeah. Which doesn't serve anybody. No. Um, so I think that that's why they include those breakout blocks in there. Yeah. Cause it's important to have that time. It is. And <clears throat> look, you're going to start, if you're making serious strides in that first 12 week year. So let's say by, let's just use the calendar year of January to the end of March, right? If you make serious strides by the end of March, you're going to start probably in the middle of March 
tweaking what your goals are going to be for your next 12 week year. So that should also give you that like boost of revitalization and like refreshing because now you have a new goal. You know, I think one of the things that I've learned over the past several years in my professional life is that for me as an attorney, I always thought I would hang at my own shingle and become a partner of a firm. And that when I reached that point, like that was the pinnacle, right? Like it's just the pinnacle, it's the top, you have a business, all this stuff. But really your goals, you should always have a goal that you're working towards. Like you might achieve something, but you're going to want to achieve something else. That's just human nature. So for me, the exciting part of the 12 week year is that every 12 weeks you can reach for a new goal. I love that. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I love that because I think that when you set an annual goal, when you get to the end of the first quarter, you're like, okay, I didn't, I didn't hit the mark this quarter. There's next quarter, the quarter after that, the quarter after that. Right. But looking at it as a separate year, 12 week year, you're like, okay, I didn't hit my yearly goal. So what am I doing now in the next 12 weeks Yes, to make up for that? Yeah. So it forces you to sit down at the end of the 12 weeks and really analyze what you did last year, mm-hmm. quote unquote, right? And what you're going to do going forward in the next year. Maybe you hit your goal and yeah. maybe you change it a little bit to make it something a little bit uh, harder, Yeah. right? Um, so that you have something to strive for. So I love that you can change it more frequently. But I also want to say it's important to give yourself a little grace Mm -hmm. because there's going to be days, especially if you're working mom, like we are where stuff comes up and you'll have this great plan for the day. Like this morning I had my buffer block set out my strategic block. And then I had our meetings in the calendar. And then this morning, my husband reminded me that I was supposed to take him to drop off his car and I had to drive Matthew to school because I wasn't going to be home to get him on the bus. So I had to pick Mike up. Then we had to drop Matthew off and then I got, I got home and then I had to take him back because his car was already ready to be picked up. So my morning went out the window. Right. <laughs> so there's going to be days where that happens mm-hmm. and you have to recognize that and account for it and you just make, for, make up for it somewhere else. Yeah, because you hit the nail on the head without saying it. It's This is not like all or nothing. Right. Just because you haven't perfectly matched what you put on that tracker does not mean that all hope is lost. Right. And like you can get so trapped in that. We talked about this on previous episodes too, about time blocking and being intentional. You can't think of it like all or nothing, like just one bad day is going to throw out. It's like if you eat the piece of cake at a birthday party and like your diet goes to crap, like that's not how it works in real life. You're allowed to give yourself a little wiggle room. We are mortal. (laughs) We do have like lives and emergencies and things that pop up. But the idea is, is that, okay, your morning went kind of crazy. It was a little awry from what your plan was. What can you do in the afternoon? How does tomorrow look now? Like, how can you just readjust? It's like continuing to be curious, continuing to try and tweak to make sure that no matter what, your actions are aligned to your goals. And I will say this too. Laura and I have had a vision about our law firm in in the context that we're in. We have young kids. We have families. We have a lot of responsibilities. We're living in this post-COVID or still COVID world. It's It's never post, right? I don't know what we're living in right now. Um, Chaos. Chaos. This is part of the reason why our vision 
of our firm is what it is because we know we want to be available for our families. We want to be able to drive our kids to school. We want to be able to be there for when we need to do these shifts and these pivots and help our husbands drop off their car and get it serviced. That's part of the vision. So when we're making our strategic plans and we're making our buffer blocks, all of that comes into play and we say, well, we're available for that. Right. So at the same time, while it might deviate from the plan we have on paper, it's still not really deviating from the vision that we have. That's so true. Right? Yeah, that's a really good point. Making you feel better about how this morning went to heck in a handbasket, you know? Oh, making me feel so much better about it. (laughs) But it is true. And we're so um, passionate about this way of goal setting now because I think, at least for me, it's made things easier to see Mm -hmm. on paper and easier... um, to envision how I'm going to go about achieving it. So I absolutely love it. Um, We love talking about it and we hope that these tips were helpful today. If you have questions about how we implement this strategy in our business, you can always reach out to us on social media, find a way to contact us. Our contact information is in in the show notes. So if you have any questions about how we implement this, please feel free to reach out. But we hope these tips were helpful for you today and we look forward to talking to you on the next episode. so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.